Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Marketing Podcast, your source for all things marketing. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had our guest on in the past, and I liked them so much I had to bring them right on back. So today's special return guest is Carolyn Walker. She's the CEO and managing partner over at Response Marketing. Carolyn, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm excited to talk to you again. So um, I'm excited to get into today's uh, topic. As I was telling you, I've been interviewing and had having more and more of a food and beverage clients on the um, on the podcast and interviewing them, which I'm not complaining because they send me things like tequila and other things. So <laughs> no complaints there, <laughs> Carolyn. Um, so today's topic: uh, restaurant marketing and food and beverage. Um, but before we do get into that, I, I don't want to assume all of our new uh, all of our new listeners caught your first episode. So how about you give us a little overview of what you're doing over at Response Marketing, please? Yeah, sure. So Response Marketing is a full-service marketing agency located in New Haven, Connecticut. And um, we we really are more of like a a strategy and creative shop. So we're helping our clients um, basically, you know, with any kind of uh, marketing challenges that they have and coming up with really creative solutions to those. And we work with a really wide range of clients from very small to very big clients that you would recognize, like the names of Logitech and McAfee and United Technologies, Carrier, um, uh, Uncle Julio's, you might, with a more regional restaurant brand, um, Forever Mark Diamonds, the list kind of goes on and on. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're really here to support our clients in any of the marketing challenges they have and coming up with, like I said, really creative solutions to those. <clears throat> What are the right? Um, what are the right? Not not necessarily niche because you're you, you're full service, but what are the right types of clients in terms of size? Are you working with small businesses, startups, enterprise only? Like, give us a feel for that so that yeah, some of the people listening know if they're the right person to give you a call. It really is a wide range, and I have to say, like right now, we're helping um, several companies that are brand new get off the ground. Mm. to, you know, big, big companies, like I said, Logitech or McAfee, that, you know, need help with more um, specific, you know, marketing campaigns. And so it does, it does, you know, run the gamut. And I would say to you, you know, people ask me, what makes a good client for you? And there are a few criteria um, for us. And, and the first thing is, you know, do their needs meet our capability? Um, number two, is there good chemistry? Uh, between the two of us, right? Because we're not in it for the short term. We're doing it for the long haul. You know, we've had clients now for 15 years, which is kind of unheard of in, in the, in the client agency relationship. Um, that is unheard of. Congrats. Yeah. But the average relationship is usually like two and a half to three years. And so we've had clients sure. for a really long time. And, you know, over that length of time, we get to really know them very well, right? And, and they benefit from that because as we're learning their brand and the intricacies, intricacies of their, you know, client and their audience and the market and stuff, we can come up with, you know, better and better solutions to, to any of their marketing challenges. And, um, and then I think the last thing um, in, in all of that is, you know, are we passionate about what they do? And, um, and I've sat on both sides of the fence. I've been on the agency side. I've also been on the client side for uh, a big part of, part of my career. And I know what it's like to be in a client seat and have agency people that are just kind of, 
you know, checking in and checking out and not, not necessarily feeling the love for, for the brand. And, and that's just not acceptable to us. Like, I would never want one of my people working on a brand that they were just kind of like, eh, about, right? We should be passionate and excited about the brand that we're working on. So those are really it. And I would say, you know, if you think about industry, you know, I'm less concerned about industry, but uh, we do do a lot of work in food and beverage, like you had mentioned a little bit earlier, a lot in consumer electronics. Um, uh, we do work in the financial services industry. Um, and we also have become really good podcast marketers as well. So there's a few kind of, you know, specialties uh, here or there if you want to think of them that way. Let's uh, let's switch into the topic for today. So, uh, um, restaurant marketing, food and beverage. I mean, what are some of the unique challenges that you see in this space that you're addressing? Yeah, so it's an interesting question, and I'll tell you that my background. Um, I've spent my entire working life uh, in the food and beverage industry. I was a server in in college. Uh, I uh, when I graduated college, I went to work for. Uh, Darden Restaurants, which was General Mills Restaurants at the time, and I worked on the Red Lobster brand for about eight years um, as a marketing manager in, in different roles within the U.S. and, and Canada. And then I went up, went to a startup uh, restaurant company called Sandella's and helped them grow from essentially, you know, a handful of, of franchise locations to over 150 licensed locations across the country. Um, and then, you know, here at Response, we have several clients uh, in the industry. Um, two of the, the key ones are uh, Uncle Julio's, like I mentioned before. It's a polished casual dining concept, um, Mexican concept based out of Dallas, Texas. And Fortina, which is a pizza and Italian place that uh, has about five locations run by a – or founded by a celebrity chef, uh, Christian Petroni. So – um, and, and what I'll tell you, uh, the, the reason for that backstory is that, you know, the issue across all of those years and all of the brands that I've ever worked with has been pretty consistent, and that is that the competitive environment for restaurants, food and beverage in general, is really, really intense, as you can imagine, and the competition is not just coming from your direct competitors, like, so say, Uncle Julio's, right? you know, direct competitors in the Mexican space, the Mexican casual dining space, but it's also coming from every other alternate that you have from food, for food, right? So it's mm-hmm. the home use that you have. It's, my gosh, you know, restaurants are, are, are popping up everywhere. You know, C-stores are becoming way more sophisticated with their food offerings. So you're, you're competing for a share of stomach that is, you know, it's everywhere. It's all around you, and it's not easy. It's a really... Um, it's a, it's really tough, you know, to, to get traffic into your restaurants. And I'll, I'll tell you that that's the number one um, issue across all of the brands that we work with is, is driving traffic into the restaurants consistently. What do you find are, are some of the, the, and obviously this is going to change from concept and restaurant, but what do you find are some of the things that are missing from either their marketing or from, or from their overall brand strategy prior to working with you? Well, I, know certain themes, I, know certain, I know certain themes arise over time. Again, there's again, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all, but I know certain themes arise. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things that we did on the Uncle Julio's brand is um, prior to us, they were really relying on radio to communicate their mm-hmm. message to more of a mass market. And, um, and they came up with this awesome dessert called the chocolate piñata, 
And it was Oh my gosh, that sounds hold on. It's called the it's, chocolate it's, piñata. I guess oh, like amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Go ahead. This sounds so good. Yeah. I want one right now. It's very cool. It's this handmade ball of dark chocolate and it's stuffed oh, with stop. fresh fruit and homemade churros. Stop. Yeah. And it comes out to your table <sighs> on this big platter. It's suspended and you get a mallet and you bash the thing open. I cannot even deal yeah. with this. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is the most amazing thing you have ever seen or tasted in your oh life. Oh my gosh. And, um, okay. and so as you can imagine, like here I am explaining it to you, you know, in audio format, which is great, but when you see it, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Mm. And so, you know, we worked with them to figure out, you know, how the heck can we produce a television spot inexpensively and repurpose it, obviously, you know, for digital purposes um, and, and get it out there. And we were super successful in doing that. And I can tell you some of the feedback, I've, feedback that I've gotten from the brand side is, you know, the quality of the spots that we produce for them um, is really amazing given the price that we can produce them for. So my advice maybe to maybe some other restaurant concepts out there that maybe are thinking about are saying, oh, I can't afford to do production to get anything on TV. Um, you know, think again. There's some creative ways that you can do it, and, and we have gotten really, really good at that. And then the other part, obviously, is the media side, and can I afford media? And, um, and so, you know, there's creative ways to look at that, too, you know, by – buying cable and, you know, tonnage versus quality and things like that. But I'd say the other thing just to kind of like keep in mind about the video in general is that, you know, TV is just one avenue and now things like you can use that for OTT, right, and getting on, you know, the Hulus and YouTube TVs of the world, right, and getting those cord cutters that you're not going to get in the more traditional media and then also report purposing the video for, other advertising opportunities, right? Whether it's YouTube, you know, pre-roll or, um, you know, mobile advertising. So there's, there's lots of opportunity to take that, you know, that asset that you've built and, and leverage it in other ways to get as many people as possible to see the message. And so, you know, I, I talk a lot about, you know, people think everything's, you know, just digital, 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 or, you know, some people are stuck in like traditional, traditional, digital, and I feel mm-hmm. like you have to really look at the whole population of things that are available to you from a media standpoint and, and think strategically about what's the right, you know, where's the right place for me to be based on what message I can communicate and then how do I, you know, effectively get there um, from a cost and, 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 you know, execution standpoint. So I say that's, that's one. Yeah. I love and it. I say, no. <laughs> thank you. Um, the, the other thing that I would say I think that is, is something we're seeing a lot of is the ability to get hyper-local for restaurants. And so, as mm. you can imagine, you know, restaurants are really part of the fabric of the communities that they operate in. And thanks to digital, you know, it's given us the ability to really identify where our audience is and then surround them with, you know, messaging um, that helps them make a decision about where to go. And so, you know, there's, there's great Yelp products out there. There's amazing mobile, mobile advertising products out there. Um, and you can actually track everything down to a store visit. So not only is the ability to target them there, but you can actually see if they took an action, you know, an action to go into the restaurant as a result of that messaging. 
So it's pretty, um, it's pretty amazing. The technology is awesome, and, and it really does help with that overall problem that we were talking about at the beginning, right, of traffic, and you can, you can actually see the results. So I, I completely agree with you. I mean, and I look at some of the things you're talking about of, of channels and platforms, we'll say, in, in digital, right, um, and being yeah. agnostic towards that and really just thinking about how you can better reach your audience. Even for us this year, we did a whole rebrand and just kind of redid our strategy, and we were like, why are we forcing people or educating them on what a podcast is if they don't listen to podcasts that's not my goal we want them to hear the content from our guests so we put it on youtube now we put it everywhere and we're like that's we're right. totally agnostic on it and it was like we, at first we were thinking oh you know advertisers and youtube doesn't pay and blah 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 and that's going to mess with our downloads and we were wrong all it did was it attracted right. a new audience so now we just attracted more of the uh the 20 the 20 year olds and the to the 25 the younger audience whereas the podcast audience which we already know the demographics tends to be a little yep. bit more mature in their career. Uh, so it was just that thought process of are we doing this for us or do we want to reach more people and do we want the audience to, to gravitate to what they want to. So now we even have, we're even putting up Pinterest posts. I, I've never been on Pinterest except for when we, right. when it was explained to me what it was because I just hadn't been on that, you know, that platform. But it's just very interesting to me. So Carolyn, I could talk to you about this all day long, but we're about out of time. <laughs> what is the best way for somebody to connect with you if they want to learn more about response marketing? Yeah, so um, email is probably the best for me. It's carolyn at response.agency. Um, and I'm happy to, to answer anyone's questions that they have for me, happy to, you know, set up time to, to chat about their business. Um, yeah, email is the best way to go. Fantastic. Well, hey, Carolyn, it's been awesome having you on the show today. Great to have you for this Reunion 2020 episode. Um, can't wait to have you back in 2021, see what's going on then, and uh, see about this chocolate piñata and how I get one. But it's cold <laughs> and it's far, and I'm in, I'm in California, so I don't think that's happening soon. But I want one, though. I'm just throwing that out there. And uh, to the Absolutely. audience, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of uh, value out of this. Hope you had a lot of fun listening. We had a lot of fun making this for you. If you did, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Marketing, then definitely give us a, a subscribe there and leave them comments in the video and let us know what you thought. And Carolyn, thanks again for coming back on the show.